Welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. Paul told the Corinthians, What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Given the sexual promiscuity that characterized lots of pagan society, Paul wanted to emphasize that more takes place during these occasions than the mere fulfillment of animal urges. There is a temporary oneness that occurs that has profound implications for the believer's relationship with the Lord. The same words are used to describe that oneness as are used to describe the union of the soul of the believer with his God. Thus Paul said that illicit alliances are theft, for they steal from God the inner part of a person meant only for his habitation. Both Gentile and Jewish believers knew the concept of the sacredness of temples. Paul here teaches that the individual personal body of each believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which these Corinthian believers had received from God. The force of Paul's imagery was so obvious to his readers that he didn't even have to explain the implication that the holiness of the believer's body is incompatible with impurity and fornication. The apostle may have needed to teach them that their bodies were the abode of the Holy Spirit, but they already knew that sacred dwellings were not to be contaminated with unclean and impure objects and people. Jewish believers, of course, knew the same thing from their training in laws of Levitical holiness. The phrase, ye are not your own, rejects the concept of ethical self-determination, The believer cannot make choices about sexual behavior on the basis of his or her own preferences. That notion of the autonomy of ethical decisions regarding sexual acts is essentially incompatible with Christian existence and redemption. The reason is that the believer, according to Paul, can no longer claim free choices is that he is now the personal property of another. All the emotional and spiritual values, all the direction of the natural urges of the physical body that are part and parcel of any illegal relationship have become the property of God himself and are never to be stolen by any other. Since the believer, including his body, is a personal possession of God, Paul teaches that the saint must bring glory to God in the concrete circumstances in which the physical members operate. There is no stronger antidote against sexual promiscuity than claiming the believer's body and not just his soul and spirit are God's peculiar treasure. Every healthy person has biological urges, part of maturity, adulthood, the composition of soul and spirit which alone separate us from all the lower life forms, rely upon the principle that we have a will by which with God's help we can regulate how our urges are expressed. In reality, we are each a sort of spiritual pyramid. At the base is an unregulated mass of passions of the flesh, unguided, random, carnal. Over them is a will. Using our wills, we are capable of making decisions about how much and when we eat, where we sleep, which path we permit our passions to follow. The capstone of our personalities is conscience, which reaches out to God. 
No matter how pleasant it may seem to yield to the siren call of our unreasoning animal urges, we can never be indulged without bringing us afoul of conscience. No one can truly be happy with a guilty one. It's mercy to have such instructions as Paul gave the Corinthians. Corinth was a city famous for its lewd, lascivious lifestyles. Their salvation experience with Jesus Christ taught them to forsake all of that in actual performance and also in language, dress, entire demeanor between men and women. God's standards are still the same. He still requires of you and me purity and holiness. Have you talked to him today? You have been listening to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson.